Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I bring you today's word for August 14, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Expecting the Word to Work, where the power of the Word of God, we should live our lives with an expectation that that power would be unleashed in our lives on a daily basis as we read the Word, believe the Word, walk out the Word, meditate, medicate on the Word of God. It is, we don't live by bread only, Jesus said. We live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is how we live. This is the life of faith. So this is part 42 of the series. I'm calling this God's grace and good ground. The grace of God and the good ground that we're supposed to be. Because some people misunderstand uh, the message of God's grace to mean that because grace is free, we don't have to do anything. And, uh, and so we're going to learn today that that's not necessarily true. Uh, the grace of God cannot be earned, but we do still have some responsibilities as it relates to God and being good ground so that the word can work in our lives. So we've been studying the parable of the sower. Let's go back to it today. So Jesus taught this parable. Um, He walked away. The disciples heard it. Uh, They said, man, that was a good story, but I really don't understand it. They got Jesus by himself and said, Jesus, can you explain this parable to us? And he said, well, you got to understand this one, because if you don't understand this one, you won't be, un- uh, be able to understand any parable. This is like the mother of all parables. So you got to understand it. And so this is what Jesus said, giving them an understanding. He said, now, the farmer is like someone who plants God's teaching down inside of people. Now, sometimes the teaching, the word falls along the path. And these are like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, then Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God and they quickly and gladly accept it. They get really excited about it. They high five their neighbor. They call their girlfriend on Sunday afternoon. However, they do not allow, the Bible says, the word of God to go deep into their lives. So they keep it only for a short time. And as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, then these people are quick to give up. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God. But they've allowed their lives to become full of other things like the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And these other things grow up as weeds and choke out the word. So the word doesn't produce a harvest in their lives. And then finally, some people are like good ground. And this is where we, you know, this is what we desire to be. And these are the people that receive the word of God and the word of God produces a harvest in their lives. But even then, even then, sometimes some people get a 30 fold return. Sometimes some people get a 60 fold return. And then sometimes some people get a hundred fold return. Now, the power for a hundredfold return was in every seed sown. But only a few people out of all the people covered got a hundredfold return. So obviously the, the soil matters, right? The seed, it was the same seed. The sower, it was the same sower, but it was different soil. So the soil matters. And I'm talking about God's grace. I'm talking about being good ground. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you today as it relates to your responsibility, my responsibility to be good ground. Three things. You ready? I'm talking about the grace of God. I'm talking about good ground. Open up your heart to receive now. Okay, number one, Jesus ushered us into a period or a dispensation of grace. So we are under the dispensation of grace, not the dispensation of the law. We are under the dispensation of grace. Dispensation means a time period, a period of time. So the Bible says in John 1 and 17 that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. So the law 
through the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that was the dispensation of the law. Now, when Jesus came, he brought us into the dispensation of God's grace. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the law. I've taught on this before. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments or the law given, um, excuse me. Thought I was gonna have to sneeze there. So there's nothing wrong with the law necessarily. Um, and nothing wrong with the law laid out in, in Leviticus. So the Ten Commandments or the hundreds of commandments laid out in Leviticus, we can't necessarily say that there's something wrong with it. Actually, it's not that it's wrong. The issue is that it's too right. That's really the issue. The issue is that the law is so perfect that no human could ever fulfill it. So the law was given to show us that we're not good enough. The law, we, we receive rules because if you don't have any rules, then you don't know that you're doing anything wrong. So rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you how wrong you are. So the rules were given so that we can know that we're wrong. And the rules were given. We could never fulfill them. And so Jesus came to fulfill them. Jesus was a perfect human for us. We're not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for us. So in Romans 6 and 14, Paul plainly states that we are no longer under the law. We're no, no longer under the dispensation of the law. We're under the dispensation of grace. We're under grace. See, grace is unmerited. Grace is unearned. And in most cases, grace is actually undeserved, right? So God is better to us than we're to him, right? So God doesn't bless us based on our performance. God blesses us based on his unearned, unmerited, unyielding grace. But this is the challenge for some people. Because God is, God doesn't bless us because we're good. God blesses us because he's good. And then, but some people take that to an extreme to say, well, if God is just going to do whatever he does for free, then I don't have to do anything. And that's the problem. Number two, God's grace does not exonerate us from the requirement to be good ground. So the same Jesus who ushered in grace, that's John chapter one, that same Jesus taught this parable of, of the sower, right? And, and, and he's driving home the requirement for us to be good ground. The same perfect and sinless Jesus who ushered us into grace is telling us that we got to be good ground. It's telling us that we do have some requirements. So some rely on the grace of God to the point where they put no requirement. Look at me. Here's the, the crux of today's message. Some rely on God's grace, God being good, God's grace being free, to the point where they put no requirement on themselves to do anything. And that is a perversion of the grace message. You can't take God's grace to the extreme to where you think you have nothing to do. Jesus made it clear that the condition of our heart, which is the soil, will impact the yield of the seed, which is God's word. So if we want the word of God to work in our lives, we have to be good ground. Yes, even under the dispensation of grace, even under the grace of God, the goodness of God, the favor of God, we still got to be good ground. And that is our requirement. So number three and finally, the parable of the sower teaches us that we have a responsibility where the word of God is concerned and that responsibility is for us to be good ground. So don't make the, the mistake of thinking that God's unearned, unmerited favor, God's grace means that you can be lazy. Grace is not a license for laziness. If you fail to position yourself as good ground, then you will fail to experience God's best. And it's not going to be God's fault. And it's not going to be the word of God's fault. It's going to be your fault, right? It will be my fault. So, so, just real quick, a quick recap from the, the three types of ground before we get to the good ground. So um, from the first type of ground, remember that ground? That was the path. We learned that getting an understanding of God's word is critical. 
So you can never maximize what you do not understand. So we got to understand it. And also, if your understanding is unfruitful, then, then now that word that you heard is susceptible to be taken away by Satan. The Bible says that Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sold in your heart. So as a believer, you got to seek God for understanding. So when you read the word of God, don't just read it. Ask the author who lives in you, the Holy Spirit, to give you an understanding. Because once you have an understanding of a word, once you can actually, you, you can have a functional application of that word in your life, then you will never be the same. And nobody can take away a word that you understand. So from that, we have a responsibility to seek understanding. From the second type of ground, the rocky ground, we learn that we must allow the word of God to go deep into our lives. I mean, deep into our lives, to every area, every aspect, every facet of our lives. There's some people that compartmentalize their relationship with the Father to the point that they say, well, Lord, you can have Sundays, you can have Wednesdays, you can have this part of my life, you can have my office life, but my nightlife, that's on me. You know what I'm saying? Or you can have uh, my marriage life, my family life. But when I'm on travel, that's my thing. You know, I, I'm going to live like somebody else. No, the word of God has to have access to every part of your life. In this type of ground, we learned that we have to allow the word of God to go deep into our lives. We can't have any aspect or any facet or any area of our lives that we do not give God access to. Either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. We must give him access to everything. And so we must allow the word of God and apply the word of God to every area, to every facet, to every aspect of our lives so that we can be the men, the women that God has called us to be. If we do not allow the word of God to go deep into our lives and we just compartmentalize God to the point where I'm giving you this, but I'm not going to give you this. I'm giving you this, but I'm not going to give you that then you're not integrated. You're not fully integrated. And if you're not fully integrated as one complete person walking with God and God walking with you, then you're not a person of integrity. See, integrated, integrity. For you to be a person of integrity, you have to be the same person every time. And you have to allow the word of God to go in, into every area of your life. You allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate areas of your life where you're not making Jesus your Lord. So in those areas, you give it over to God so that you could be a man of integrity, so that you could be a woman of integrity. From the thir third ground, the thorny weeds, we learn that um, you cannot allow the cares of this world, the love of money, and, and your desire or selfish desires to keep you from God. You shouldn't have desires in your heart that were not birthed in the heart of God. What you want to do is die to the point where your desires are God's desires. God's desires are your desires, where there's no difference between you and God. John 15 and 7 says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if you ever get to the point where you're in me and I'm in you and I'm in you and you're in me and there's really no difference when you're talking, uh, it's, it's you talking or it's me talking, it's me talking or it's you talking and there's really no difference. And, and, and so I'm flowing through you and, you're, and I'm in you and, and, and I can use you and when people talk to you they're talking to me and and it's it, they can't really there's a symbiotic relationship between you and the father and john 15 7 says when you get to that point you can ask for whatever you want you can ask for whatever you want and i'll give it to you the father says you know why because at that point what you want is what i want what i want is what you want and we are together we're in sync we're one that's how we want to get we want to get to the point where we're not chasing the cares of this world the love of money and selfish desires where god's desires are our desires and getting to that point is part of our responsibility where we're dying to self we're dying to self we're dying to self we're yielding to the father we're filling our hearts and our minds with the word of god on a daily basis so in closing let me say this god's grace is free his goodness towards us cannot be earned but that does not give us a license to be lazy if we want the word of god to work we must grow to the point where we are good ground good ground receives the word of god 
and then the word is able to produce a harvest and we, we make a mark in this world that is not easily erased and lives are changed and souls are saved and burdens are removed and relationships are restored through us. And God sends us uh, into meetings and conversations and to have activity. God gives us the words and he performs the work. But this all happens when we're good ground. This all happens when we take our responsibility seriously. God's grace doesn't mean that we do nothing. God's grace means that we should appreciate it so much that we do everything, everything we can to become the man, the woman that God called us to be. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. It's a Tuesday morning. As we head into this day, I want you to say something, speak something over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. Now, my expectation is tied to your word. I embrace your unearned and amazing grace. I thank you for loving me and for blessing me. In spite of me, however, I refuse to make your grace my crutch. I know that I know what you have commanded me in your word. And I know what I'm led of your spirit to do. So I declare that I'm good ground. I walk in accordance with your word and I will my will to align with your will. I live by faith. My faith taps into your grace and I become good ground. As I do, your word produces change in me and fruit from me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button on the right hand side of the website. Get it. Get the word. Get it down in your heart. Meditate it day and night. As you head into this day, make a decision right now that you are going to be good ground that you're going to take your responsibility seriously, that you will not be a lazy Christian, that you're not going to take grace as a license for laziness. And as you head into this day, please share this message with someone that you know. I love you. God loves you. Walk in the blessing. God bless you.